When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan on the line right now is the host of You Better, You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Nick, it's almost depressing in a way that we've got one football game left for the year is there a little bit of a letdown from you after champion? Like me personally, there is after championship Sunday. You feel a letdown knowing that we got one more game left and it's not even this weekend? Yeah, I would say, and always great to be on with you guys. It's like the yin and yang, and I'll answer the question like selfishly because I'm the one that's answering the question. I'll answer it personally. Uh, football's my favorite sport. It's been my favorite thing since I was a little kid. I absolutely love it. I like it more than all the other sports combined. Also, it's by far my busiest time of year. I basically work like, it's not a complaint, like I love my job. I work like six and a half days a week during football season. So, you know, once the Super Bowl's over, my, my life gets a lot easier. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I would say once we're through the end, NCAA tournament in March and April rolls around, I'm probably going to be yearning for like a crappy Thursday night football game to bet on and play fantasy football and DFS for. So the itch will probably start for me in April. But uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm terribly happy to see it go because I get some of my personal life back. You see, I'm ready for it to go. And that doesn't mean I can't wait for the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean I don't love football. You know, I've been, I'm sure you guys have been asked this question as well. Just, you know, whether it's somebody writing an article or an interview, whatever about your career. Hey, what's your favorite sport to talk about and, and to cover? And one of the things, and my stock answer, and I mean this for about the last 10 years or so, has been whatever season it is. It's almost like this mm. internal quarterback clock where as I get to the end of football season, I'm truly ready for it to end. I want more. I want the Big East tournament. I want March Madness. I want spring training. I want the Masters in April down at Augusta. Like, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm ready seamlessly. Let's go. Let's play the Super Bowl. Football's over till the draft. That's yeah, it. And- and, uh, and tough to disagree with that, BT. And just like from my perspective, like talking about sports betting every day, hours a day, right? February is kind of a, I actually think, a pretty underrated like sports month. And everyone's obviously coming off the Super Bowl and nothing crazy is happening. There's no playoffs going on. The NCAA tournament's still a month away. But you've got a million NBA games once you get through the All-Star break. A million NHL games. College basketball starts to become like m- more into focus, obviously, as we head towards conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. In March, you get the NCAA tournament. In April, you get the NFL draft and the start of the NHL and the NBA playoffs and baseball starts. So yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of exciting things coming up in sports, but like I would be lying, just me personally. I, September to February for me is the absolute best. I, I really like everything else, not the way I love the National Football League and covering the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you. We're talking with Nick Costos, of course, host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Same thing for me. I love the baseball season. I love the different sports throughout the the year but once september starts you got football you got baseball playoffs that's as good as it gets and for me now in february like this is it after championship sunday you got two weeks of inactivity before one glorified exhibition game that means the world and then after that nothing for a while so uh it is a little bit uh, a little bit sad at the very least all right before we look ahead and talk about some of the coaching changes nick 
Let's just recap what happened on championship, uh, championship Sunday. I didn't have a big problem with Dan Campbell uh, going for it the second time. I did have a problem not kicking the field goal or trying to kick the field goal to go up 17. I know you have some strong thoughts about the way Dan Campbell coached that game on Sunday. Yeah, I, I thought he absolutely did the right thing. Um, in fact, I think he didn't take it far enough. Uh, I would have gone for the touchdown at the end of the first half when he kicked the field goal to go up 17. Um, and, and that one's like a little debatable, I think. And look, like he was not without his faults in the game. Like the, the run on third and goal at the end and having to burn the timeout was inexcusable. Like that's, that's just- Stupid. Like honestly, like that's like a good Joe Judge would have done that. Like Freddie Kid, like Rich Kotite would have done that. Like that is as bad as it gets. It's a it's a zero out of ten. But like it's it's just it's like the the take the points crowd out there that's like oh well just take because it's what Bill Parcells would have done. Well Tom Landry would have sent out the field goal unit. Like guys, it's 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 2024 now. Like it's it's okay to evolve. And this idea that oh you just take the points. I I, I said this on my show this week. It's like there's an app on your phone, the Take the Points app. And when you're a head coach and it's fourth and two at the 31, you actually, guys, I don't know if you know this, you actually don't have to send the field goal unit out. There's no snap, there's no kick, it doesn't have to get blocked, it doesn't have to miss. You click the button on the Take the Points app and you just get three points. You get the points, you just get them. You don't actually have to kick, you get the points. Or, and hear me out, the kicker could miss. And the Lions kicker, Michael Badgley, the money badger as he calls himself, he's terrible. The Lions know he's terrible and we can have a conversation. Why is he on the team? Why is Brett Maher kicking for the Rams? Why is the lesser Carlson brother, Anders Carlson, kicking for the Packers? Maybe it's a uh, place-kicking issue. That I don't know. But what I do know is this. If you're really, for all the fools out there that are like, oh my god, oh my god, how could, how could, what am I going to say to my little son that Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down? Really? You want Michael frickin' Badgley deciding whether or not you go to the Super Bowl. And by the way, on that first fourth down play, the fourth and two, Josh Reynolds has the ball in his hands and he drops it. I bet you if they convert, no one's saying, no one's saying boo about anything. Yeah. I'm with you, by the way. That's the first thing that I said the next day after the game. They had an interception. They dropped it. They had a chance to down San Francisco at the one on a touchback. They got sloppy with their footwork. Boom. It's it's a touchback instead of at the one. I I wonder, though, Nick, if the... The pushback, because it was it was loud, was almost amplified because it's the Lions, uh, synonymous with a losing franchise. Like that's one of the most gut wrenching losses, certainly of our lifetime. Do you think that the fact that it was Detroit, who's been uh, quiet since 1957, had anything to do with it? Um, I w- I would say no, only because and I'll and I'll and look like both are. Both are better, like games that I've lost money on. Uh, the NFC Championship game ten years ago with the Packers and the Seahawks. Green Bay a seven point dog in that game. I think we talked about this game when I was in studio with you guys a couple weeks ago. That's the Brandon Bostic game when yep. Green Bay absolutely like urinated down its leg and lost that game to Seattle. Like I, you know, the Packers got criticized that entire offseason. So like maybe because it's Detroit a little bit. I'll say this like the whole like Lions are losers narratives. Like really. You think that team, that's a loser team? The offensive coordinators coming back, like they're in a division that they will be the like the favorite in next year with Green Bay on the come, obviously, but Detroit's better than Green Bay. Uh, I, I think Detroit could easily be back there next season. And, you know, we talked about this, guys, um, like a month ago, right, or, or around then. Would you fire 
Brian Dable to hire Bill Belichick? And my answer was no, and I laid out a bunch of reasons why. Um, If you ask me, would you fire Brian Dable right now and I get Dan Campbell, I'm like knocking over women and children to like push the button to say yes to get Dan (laughs) Campbell in. I think think he might be the best coach in the league. I absolutely love it. I love the aggression on fourth down. That's what you should want. People should want that. Not like to be sexually aroused by sending like the field goal. (laughs) Like grow up. Uh, Don't you think though, Nick, and I would have hit the take the points button and it does get me aroused thinking about it, taking, yeah. the, taking the points. We're talking about Nick Costos. You just get them, by the way. Yeah, you don't well, have to kick. You just I, get the points. I understand that, but don't you think that certain game situations, like I admit that I'm mostly conservative. However, I have evolved and understand the aggression in certain spots. Don't you, and I'll give you an example. I don't know if we talked about this, I forget, but in the Buffalo game where they relied on Bass to tie the game, I thought that was actually idiotic by McDermott because you're thinking about who's on the other bench. Like, if you go for it, I know it was fourth and eight. But... I think you I think you got that one. I, I do think you have to kick that. And like, I think, you, but like to your point, even if Bass makes that kick, Mahomes has a yeah. minute 40 and two timeouts. That, that's exactly lose. right. So, you're, yeah. so I'm thinking, I can't beat this team. I have an opportunity to go for the throw. I know it's fourth and eight, but am I going down with Josh Allen and my offense or taking the chance that the best case scenario, this Nimrod kicker actually makes this kick and I still give it over to Patrick Mahomes with a minute 40. So that's I know that's extreme, but I'm just showing you that I'm open to the thought process of going for it. I thought McDermott made a mistake. However, with Campbell, you're up two scores. I get that going for fourth and two, you're trying to put the foot on the throat further. However, if you take the safer of the two options potentially, and I know that things could go wrong, but let's say you do make the field goal, which you know has a decent percentage as well, you're going up three scores. Like the situation there, not just the fourth and two and the the aggressive nature, you're up already two touchdowns. If you tack on those three, you're up three scores. That's a huge difference. Yeah, the way way I look at it is Detroit, and I will bring a betting market into the conversation here, and people can scoff at this. And, And another way to think of it would be, ask yourself this question, which team's better, the Niners or the Lions? Like, Obviously, San Francisco's better. So Detroit is a seven and a half point underdog in the game, and they're on the road. I think in situations like that, when you are a big underdog, you're on the road. I think like you have to go for the jugular. I I had no issue with it. And and the thing with going for it. So let's say Reynolds catches that pass right now. Like one, and he should have by the way, because the ball's in his hands. Like one of three things happen. Either the Lions like, but or one definitely does. A you you take more time off the clock. B maybe you score a touchdown, and like the game's probably over at that point and see if you have to kick a field goal now you're closer and you feel better about it so like I I get it the whole idea to send them out like make it a three score game I will always kind of err on the side of aggression and like it that offense has been nails all season it's not fourth and 11 like it was a fourth and two like they should have had the first down the receiver had the ball in his hands mm-hmm. like to me this is a mo- it's a moot point I kind of think that we all collectively need to like get past well like what would Chuck Knoll have done <laughs> It's a while ago. Talking to Nick Costas, BT and Sound on the fan. So, obviously, a lot of the energy with Campbell's decisions. Uh, how surprised are you? And I don't mean, you know, since the season ended, but now that the coaching cycle is over, that McCarthy has a job, Sirianni has a job, and Vrabel does not. Yeah, so I, I, I'm surprised a little bit, but I think the – reason makes a like a if you think about like why he doesn't have a job it starts to make sense um and the reason is is that he doesn't play nice in the sandbox um like 
Brian Callahan, who is named the coach of the Titans, right? Bill Callahan's son, the former Raiders coach. Um, when he had his introductory press conference, uh, Titans GM Ran Carthon, by the way, son of Maurice Carthon, hmm. former Giants great. Oh, wow. Who, uh, who dropped the pass in the 1990 touchdown pass back, in the 1990 yeah, sure. NFC Championship game in San Francisco. I thought my dad and grandfather were both going to have Wait, was that the game? That was the game. Uh, no, that wasn't the game Roger Craig, Craig fumbled. That was is it? the game. It Roger is the game. Craig okay, fumbled. gotcha. Keep going. That is the game that gotcha. Roger Craig fumbled. So Ran Carthon says in the post game press conference, or not the post game, the introductory press conference. And I, I don't know if I'm going to get it exactly right, but something to the extent of there's a big difference like hunting next to someone and hunting with someone. The point being that Mike Vrabel did his own thing and like alienated basically everyone in the organization. And now there's going to be like a lot of collaboration with, with Brian. And I, I'm not saying Brian Callahan's going to succeed. Yeah. Just saying like I think that quote and everything you read and where there's smoke, there's fire is that Mike Vrabel turns a lot of people off with his abrasive personality and he's a control freak. Now, I think he's a badass coach. Like next next cycle, like he can like probably tell owners, you know, I've learned from my mistakes. I think he'll probably get another job at some point. But I think like that's the answer to the question. Like, why didn't Mike Vrabel get a job this time? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If it was it Brian? Brian, I think this this Callahan guy's got a better chance uh, getting the auto parts, uh, the brake pads <laughs> yeah. back than uh, being a better coach than Vrabel. <laughs> I mean, Vrabel's he fantastic. Have, he, he, I think Vrabel's a great Fantastic. So I'll say this about Vrabel. Let's see what Ryan Day does this year at Ohio State. I know it's not like a college football thing. Vrabel, I, I think Mike Vrabel might be the next head coach of Ohio State when it's all said and done. Wow, what interesting. A, what about Dan Quinn, Nick? He is the new head coach of the Commanders. I think it's a good thing for the New York Giants and anybody else in the NFC East. Uh, you know, where I stand on Quinn, what do you think is him uh, as a head coach the second go-around? Yeah, I think it's, you know, let's see who his offensive coordinator is. I, I think, like, if you're, this is not obviously like a Commanders or Redskins, whatever. It's not like a Commanders audience here. I think it's really uninspired. I think it's a really tough sell. You go from, like, an older retread defensive coach to another older retread defensive coach. Doesn't mean he can't succeed. I mean, Rivera went to a Super Bowl of Carolina and that did nothing in Washington. Uh, you know, Ken Quinn went to a Super Bowl with Atlanta. Like, let, let's see how he does. It feels to me like they had all their eggs in the Ben Johnson basket, the offensive coordinator for Detroit. And, like, something's going to come out. That story does not add up. Makes no sense where everyone I talk to, people that are usually right, everyone was saying, like, it was a, an open secret for weeks that Ben Johnson was going to be the head coach of the Commanders, and then he's not. So it feels to me pretty clearly like Dan Quinn was the oh bleep, like we just lost our our plan A, now he's the plan B. Doesn't mean he can't succeed, but I mean, yeah, if you're a Giants fan, I think you got to feel pretty good about that hire for well, Washington. Well, real quick, what do you think it was? Money with Ben Johnson? Um, you know, I I guess like money is usually the answer to that question. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't know kind of. Made, made, they made it like he's a hero now. Oh, I'm staying in Detroit. I got unfinished business. Bullcrap. If you were yeah. offered enough money or the, to be a head coach, I mean, you're taking it. So uh, something was awesome. Could have been a power thing. Yeah. yeah, and they have the second pick in the draft, so he'll get like a quarterback like to build around. Yeah. Um, and remember, like last year, he could have gotten a job also. So it's two years now that he's kind of kicked the can down the road. I, I kind of something's up, and I don't know what it is. Next and, but coach I, of the Jets. It's possible. Next it's coach possible. of the Jets. Ben Johnson. Let's go. That's well, let's see. Well, we've got to see what your GM wants to do. Aaron Rodgers. Does Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we'll, we will confer with uh, with the boss, and we'll get back to you on that. Thank you, Nick. We'll look you forward to it. talking to you next week. Good job, Here's buddy. Minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. I'll talk to you next week from Vegas, guys. All yeah, right, dude, looking forward go. to it. There you have it, the host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app.